welcome to This Is Life. Uh, just like everything else in the world right now, uh, things are a bit topsy-turvy, and, and so I apologize for not getting a uh, podcast uploaded on Friday. I'm going to try and be more um, on time this Friday. Um, <clears throat> guys, strange days out there, huh? Uh, yeah, I know uh, it's worse in other parts of the country where I am as far as this coronavirus and the COVID-19 and the the government shutdowns and people losing their jobs. I mean, it's just, and I mean, people in hospitals and people losing their lives. I mean, it's just, it is a very sad time right now. And, and, and honestly, if you let it, if you kind of, you know, let yourself go into watching the news all the time, it's pretty easy just to kind of slip into a, a sadness and a depression. And, and guys, you know, let's, let's not do that. So if you find yourself being a news guy, like I am a news woman, or, you know, where you're just obsessed by watching news, then turn it off, you know, go enjoy your family uh, and, you know, watch a movie together maybe, or go take a walk, you know, go, you know, go on a scavenger hunt outside side uh you know do something obviously can't for we can't unfortunately you know in, in good conscience anymore go gather with friends and family um you know as, as far as having group meetings and things like that and honestly i i'm, I'm wondering what that's going to look like on the other side of all this among many other things but in the middle of all of this chaos you know we can still try and keep some sort of normalcy and some sort of comfort, especially to our children. You know, if you, especially if your children uh, got pulled out of school and, uh, you know, spring break was the, was end up being the summer break. Like it was for my kid. Uh, you know, that definitely can be a little weird and scary and confusing. And um, just, I you know we, we're not going to have all the answers, even as adults. I mean, crying out loud, the doctors and the politicians don't have any answers really. So uh, just the, the everyday Joe Schmo and Lady Schmo, can, we're not going to have any answers. So what are we going to do? Well, we're just going to coast and 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 try and keep food on the table and to keep peace in the home and you stay quarantined. You know, only just keep six feet away from each other. I'm, I don't know. I, again, this thing, uh, I, you know, when it all first started, it was I just kind of saw down the pike. It's obviously like the whole, and it's become a cliche, and you know. I'll go ahead and say it once, I guess. I'll, I'll allow myself to say this once during the show is it's just going to get worse for it's going to get better. And, you know, we all know that. Um, and unfortunately, I personally don't think that we've even hit the peak yet. Even the experts aren't even saying that. And I don't even know what the peak looks like. I just know that, um, guys, our, our world is hurting right now. Literally, the entire world is suffering. And, you know, we're suffering for like, economically. We're suffering, you know, know um, health wise we're you know we're, we're we're a lot of a lot of people are sick and a lot of people are getting sick and you know this is a brand new virus that people aren't gonna you know don't know how to handle and so it affects some hardly at all and affects some puts them in the grave and you know uh it's just a sad crazy time but regardless god is still on the throne he is still a good God and he is still taking care of us. And I don't understand why these things happen. I mean, sure. You, I, I, we could spend all afternoon if we wanted to talking about all this theories that are out there from Bill Gates to it's a created virus and some lab in Wuhan or, you know, how Dean Koontz talked about this, you know, 30 years ago in a book and it's all coming to pass now. I mean, yeah, we could sit here and just try and connect whatever dots we know, but honestly, none of us know. And, and, 
and truly, truly none of us really know. All that we do know is what we can do, and that's just take care of us and our own. And in the meanwhile, hopefully have a heart towards other people that, that you know, it, it, we, we can't at this time. Especially if it ends up getting real bad, you know, we cannot lose our humanity in all of this. That 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 will be worse than any virus. That will be worse than any shutdown. That will be worse than any, you know, kind of uh, toilet paper shortage. If we lose our humanity, then the virus is definitely one, and we might as well just close up shop. And I, I hate to even say that, but that's the thing, guys, is that, you know, we have a responsibility as mankind to keep uh, humanity going, to keep love and kindness and joy and all the fruits of the spirit that we know and love and gain from our God, uh, that's what keeps us different from the animal kingdom. That's what keeps us different from uh, even the angels who don't even have a choice. You know, they, they just worship God that's just built in them. But we have a choice to love God. We have a choice to love others. And it's up to us to active those choices and to really make them the forefront of our everyday activity. And so I kind of want to talk today just about a Christian's role in, in the craziness that's going on. You know, what what are the things that we can do? Not even just a Christian, but I think just good-hearted, loving people. Well, how can we be, especially in, in the, in the, in, in the uh, culture that we're living in of social, you know, so, social distancing, how can we still be, you know, take care of our own and make sure that we are safe and healthy and, 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 and keep our own safe and healthy and make sure that there's, you know, our bills are still getting paid and that our, you know, t- tables still have food on them. I mean, all those things are, you know, normal everyday tasks that's for some people are difficult to do and in, in just in general. Uh, but now all of a sudden we're all in this together. I mean, I, I, use, I, I have been placing an order on Walmart for a long time. Uh, I, I go and I just have it, you know, it's just easier because I have a dog with me or my daughter's with me. I pick her up from school. I just go online, place an order, and I go through a little drive through area and I, you know, put a little, push my number in the little screen. And then, uh, you know, a few minutes later, a person comes out with my groceries and, uh, you know, I've just, I've really, really enjoyed it. And, and little did I know that I was above the curve, you know, that I was doing something that is now preferred, you know, because we don't want to be around as many people. But the problem is, is of course, you go to any kind of grocery store, Walmart or other kind, and everything's missing. Everything's gone. Now, they say that there's plenty of supplies. You just got to people have to learn to not go and take more than their fair share. But that's the problem is how do you determine who's what and what's a fair share for everybody? And uh, I pray that that gets this turned around because the last thing we need in this country right now is some sort of shortage on supplies on medical supplies i mean that's that's the biggest thing in the news right now is that there's gonna be some sort of, of personal protection gear for doctors and nurses uh, i pray and hope that gets worked out but even just to the everyday man and woman and child uh, what's going to happen when you know if we do run out of essential things like meat and vegetables and God forbid toilet paper, right? And paper towels. And to a lot of you, your local market probably didn't even have a lot of those things in the first place. Uh, but again, that's just because we're all just taking more than what we really need. And so I, I would like to think that those who are hearing me, and if you've been a, a listener of the show for a while, you know that one of the biggest parts of the, of what I always talk about is that our it's our responsibility, especially as Christians, to be the salt of the earth, to be the preservative, but to be the one shining 
shining light in the darkest of places that people can run to and go to when things get really, really tough. That's what Christians are supposed to do. Christians are supposed to be that light, that a, a, a comforting light in a dark time. And, you know, we can talk all day long before, you know, February 2020 about what a dark place looks like. And everyone would have their own particular story of what a dark place is, you know, to parts of their lives that they were really struggling. But here's the thing, guys, is that now we are all kind of in the same struggle bus. We're all we're all we're all in the same, you know, um, boat here where uh, we are kind of cooped up in our houses. Some of us really don't have an idea of where our next paychecks and even come from. Maybe we got laid off. My sister, who uh, uh, she, she works out in the Dallas area, she's a pregnant. She's a, pregnant with a third child, right? Her and her husband and my her brother or my, my brother-in-law, uh, he works for a car dealership down there and they've laid off. I talked to him this morning, 75% of their force. And um, the only reason why I think he's still used to working there is because he is has always been an above average uh, salesman. So he's able to not only they need him, you know, in order to be survived. And he told me that his numbers now are just average numbers, you know, so at least he, I'm, I'm surprised people are still going in and buying cars, honestly. But uh, yeah, apparently there's enough for them to keep the doors open, at least for now, until, uh, you know, the, the government says otherwise to the county officials say, but whatever. But uh, that's the thing. And, and uh, my sister, I was telling you about her, was she, she is a salesman for. For airline parts. Well, you know, guess what industry has grounded a lot of their flights? And I mean, it's really, it's tempting. Believe me, I, I get emails all the time from uh, my favorite airlines. And yeah, we can fly anywhere we want, pretty much for dirt cheap. But what are you going to do when you get there, right? Um, you can go to Orlando, but there's no place, no theme park open. You can go to Miami or the Florida, but there, a lot of the beaches are closed. You know, you can go to Los Angeles, but, you know, good luck on finding anything to do in the city. Um, everything's just shut down. So anyway, yeah, she works for an airline. So she sells airline parts to, to, to manufacturers and she got laid off as I understand it. And she's pregnant. Uh, well, she got laid off. I think they were, they were merciful on her. Like they completely reduced her hours to where she's basically working a, a part time, if you will, just so that they, she can have insurance. But the problem is, is that they reduced her hours greatly and that the money coming in that had been there before for both their incomes is dramatically reduced. And and that's not the only person doing that. I mean, I think this is affecting literally everybody. Unless you're working at a grocery store or at a hospital, um, I can't see your businesses do really doing any kind of uh, exceptional. We're not. We're not. In a, we're not a boom economy right now. So, uh, what do we do? What, what's our role? I mean, again, we we have to maintain humanity. I mean, I I've always been a fan of like apocalyptic type shows. You know, I mean, like The Walking Dead or Mad Max. Or you know, just shows that you know talk you know that that kind of hint at what life would be like if you know our society was completely uprooted and upended and, and is completely different. And uh, and all of those movies and TV shows and series, uh, it's all about humanity is just on the brink of being lost. And you have your select few that are able to find a way to keep it going, and that just keeps the you know keeps good overcoming evil and it keeps us from just the whole world just going away and dying and, and being lost forever so what is our role right so 
if if we're not going, if we're going to get through this, which I think we will, I, I really. Some people may call me ignorant. Some people may say that I'm overblowing it, or that people in general are overblowing it. I don't think so. Uh, I'm honestly just watch any videos of of the places that are and you know really really in trouble that have been overtaken by the virus. Then you'll see that it's not just some. A fluke thing that this is a real legitimate cause for concern um but at the same time we can't be absolutely consumed by it either we have to just again maintain a level flow really keep a level head you know look down the path a little bit just look in front of us don't just look right immediately in front of you like look down a little bit in front you know maybe a week or two out from where you are now and say do i have enough things and supplies and and, and provisions to make sure that I'm going to get through. And we just do this every single day. And even in our minds and our hearts, you know, and emotionally ready, preparing ourselves that, you know, if the worst case scenario happens, am I mentally ready to stay strong for those whom I love and need, you know, to hold on to the best. And also, am I going to, I don't want to lose my compassion in all of this as well. You know, there may be people along the way who need compassion and need help because we're the ones who are, again, the light of the world. God is taking care of us. Even if we lose our lives on this earth, God has promised us a life in heaven. I mean, he's promised us, you know, eternity with him. And that we all know, regardless of what takes us out in this world, it's only temporary. But while we are here, man, it's okay to enjoy life. It's okay to bless others. It's okay to be a blessing, you know, to as many people as possible. And it's okay to also enjoy what God is giving you. Um, but again, this is just a little bit of vapor. And what are we doing with our vapor? And honestly, guys, this is a prime time for Christians to excel. This this is the time that we ought to be just making, I mean, just making the devil mad as ever because we are going out and calming people's fears. Paul did that. If you, if, if I want to go to Second uh, Corinthians one three. And we're going to talk to talk a little bit about Paul and how he was able to turn his own uh, peril, his own, um, you know, uh, trouble into comfort for not only for himself, but also comfort for others. And remember, it's, a mild, it's all about where your mind is, about where your heart is. It's about where you place your treasures. Do we place our treasures here on earth where moth and rust and coronavirus can corrupt? Or do we let, lay our treasures up in heaven and our mind and our heart in heaven where nothing can steal it away, nothing can take it away, nothing can eat it out of the way? It's all in eternity with God, and that's where our heart and minds should be. Second Corinthians one verse three says, "Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort." Okay, when I was growing up, there was a TV show. You probably remember if you're at least in my generation. If you're a generation uh, I don't know, X, whatever I am, I don't know. All I know is that uh, there was a Pee Wee's Playhouse. It was a he used to have on, it was a TV show on Saturday mornings. And he used to have a word of the day. Uh, the little robot would pop out and print out, uh, you know, a little word. And every single time this word was said through, you know, uh, uh, during the show, everybody would just go crazy, ah! you know, screaming loud and, you know, applause or whatever. Well, to, the word of today is comfort. All right. So wherever you are, I'm going to say the word comfort. I want you just to start applauding and cheering and, and letting the people, even if even if you're driving, just let make them think you're crazy. Are you ready? So praise be to the God and Father of our Lord. 
Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of our comfort. Comfort. That is the word of the day. That is the word of the year. In fact, that's the word of the century. That's the word of definitely 2020. If there's any word that we need right now, it is comfort. It is to know that even th- th- that we may not be able to change what is the, all the pain and suffering that's going around us, we're able to still have comfort in knowing that we are taken care of, that God will not, has not, not left us. He's not forsaken us. Um even though trials and sufferings are happening to us, we're still at peace because we have his comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. It didn't notice it didn't say it takes the troubles away. Notice it didn't say who never even gives us troubles, but it says who comforts us in all our troubles. So we are going to have trouble. We are in trouble even now as a world and as a country even. But God has promised us that if we give when we give him praise that he gives us comfort. Who comforts us all in troubles so that we can comfort again crazy so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. You, If you're playing along, you probably had a lot of, of, of uh, people looking at you crazy if you're out and about or in your car or wherever you are because there's a lot of comforts there. There's a lot of times of cheering and acknowledgement. Here's the thing, guys. I believe that the, that that again, Christians we're, we're not exempt from trouble. We're not exempt from from suffering. Um, in fact, I wouldn't really wouldn't want us to be. Why would why would I, as a fellow human being, say, well, w, I'm a Christian now. I don't have to have any suffering. But if you're not a Christian, ah, all the suffering goes to you. I don't want that. I think that all's fair in this world, and I am the only way I would want to have no suffering is if nobody had any suffering. If everybody could live a life free of any troubles, but that's not reality. Reality is that we all have troubles and the reality is we're all kind of, again, we're all in the same boat in this particular trouble. So this is a time for us Christians to see this as an opportunity to gain comfort from God and give that comfort to others. That's what he says. Who comforts us, God comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble. And with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. So we receive the comfort from God. We receive his, his, his safety net. And then we're able to now, even though we're going through trouble ourselves, able to give that comfort to somebody else. For just as the sufferings, verse 5, for just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives. Okay, remember he suffered first. Okay, talk about trouble. It's coming around to be a Resurrection Sunday, Easter time, right? And this is the time that a lot of people are reminded of God sending his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, dying on the cross, a brutal, embarrassing, horrible, painful death on a cross. Okay, so this is he had sufferings way beyond even what we are suffering now. I mean, most of us, the worst suffering we're having is trying to figure out what Netflix Netflix show to watch next, right? (laughs) You know? Are are eating all of our our quarantine snacks before we had a chance to go to the store again? I mean, that's really the the, the most of us. So that's what we're suffering right now. Uh, I understand. Again, just you know, I'm not trying to make light of it because I know a lot of you listening are out of work or don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. But at the same time, you know, our sufferings are moderate. Well, my point is that they're mild compared to the sufferings of Christ. And with His sufferings, even though He was able to He was able to endure it, we're now able to endure it as well. Well, 
So for just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. So just as the sufferings from Christ overflow into us, so do the comfort that also overflows. There's not there's no so much comfort from God that it cannot be contained. And that's what we have to focus on right now. Right now, there's a lot of fear going around. There's a lot of what's going to happen next. Am I going to be okay? Do I what? what oh no, I coughed. Does that mean I got to you know? Uh, uh, do I need to go get tested? Um, I mean, we're afraid of each other for crying out loud. I mean, you can't even go to, through a drive-through without the the person on the other end, but practically in a hazmat suit, just to hand you your cheeseburger. You know, <laughs> because we're all just we're just really afraid of each other right now. And I get that. I mean, there's obviously cause for concern. But at the same time, you know, during this time, or Christians especially, what are we doing to make sure that we are still a a, a, a light in, in a dark place and a comfort to other people? If we are distressed, okay, we're in trouble. If we are in trouble, it is for your comfort and salvation. He's talking to, basically, we're talking to the world. Listen, if we are, as Christians, are in distress, if we're in troubles, that's okay, because it's for your comfort and salvation. If we're, But if we're comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. In other words, whether I'm going through sufferings or whether I'm comforted, I still have comfort. God's still God. Okay, he still reigns supreme in my life, and I still know that all things will work together for good to those who love God and called according to his purpose. So I still have comfort whether or not I'm going through trouble or whether I'm comforted. It's all for the benefit of you, the other person, those who don't know what God's comfort is like. The whole reason why I'm suffering, the whole reason why I'm comforted is so that you, as, the, as, as, in, as in the other person, so as in the world really, you know, can feel comfort. And the whole hope is that if we maintain a level of comfort, if we just let that be the primary attribute that we are that we are expressing, even though the world may seemingly be going to you know where, more people will be like, listen, I'm not really interested in the fear. I'm not really interested in the coronavirus panic. But hey, what that guy has, that comfort and peace in the midst of the storm, and I need that. I want that. And they're going to come to us. They're going to be like, listen, I don't know how you're doing it, but how are you able to remain so calm in all this craziness? And that gives you an opportunity to witness. It gives you an opportunity to listen and be like, hey, I'm still going through troubles. I'm still, I'm afraid. I have, just I talked about last time. I, you know, I, I have fear, but fear is a God-given re, uh, uh, motivator for me to overcome it, to not, not let fear overcome me, but me to overcome fear. Verse 7, and our hope for you, again, the world, is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, okay, the whole world we're sharing in the sufferings, so you also share in our comfort. So that that's so let's talk about that for a minute. What are some creative ways, and I don't have necessarily an answer for that right now, but I think that it's important that we maybe think about ways that we can comfort one another right now. Um, you know, I'd like to think that this, even this podcast episode is a comfort to you, you know, that you're able to just hear and a friendly voice that does, does, that truly loves you. I may not know you. If I do, I know I love you, but if I don't know you and you're hearing my voice, just have confidence that I do care for you. I do love you. And I do want the absolute best for you and your family, because that's the hope and desire from the Lord. And that's the desire 
desire that he has given me to give you and every single believer who truly believes in Jesus ought to have that same type of mentality, that same type of uh, experience to desire for other people. So right now, it's, it's, it's a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are clueless, really. Uh, you know, it's like, well, how, how are we going to get through this? I mean, and, and the, we can look at the politicians as our, uh, you know, safety, right? I mean, I know that they're going back and forth and trying to pass a relief bill that, you know, may or may not end up putting some money in our, in our, in our bank accounts. Uh, but the, both sides just can't seem to agree on what goes in the bill, you know, before they pass it. And and so meanwhile, while everyone's waiting on a paycheck, the world is still suffering. The world is still, you know, shut down. And I know the president has talked about, well, if we it's not worth shutting down if we can everybody wants to go back to work and let's get back to work, but all and the but the World Health Organization saying that America is about to become the epicenter of the virus. So how, you can't have both of those things. You can't, you know, keep, go back to work and, and everything is normal and be the epicenter of the virus without there being a disastrous consequences. Uh, and so this is just the day to day. This is reality. This is what we live in. So therefore, how are we going to respond? What are we going to do? Well, I think the first thing to do is to prepare, you know, like I know, like when, when I'm back in the day, back a long time ago, when we used to be in airplanes, right. You know, we if you have a child with you, everyone knows that, that, during the safety procedures as they're going and they talk about the the the, the, the if the cabin pressure gets too low uh, that that the little masks will drop down from the ceiling well what do the flight attendants always tell you um, as you are if you're traveling with young children and the masks drop right they tell you to put on your mask first before you assist the child and of course, I, I'd like to think, you know, that I would be level headed and in a panic enough if all of a sudden there was a loss in cabin pressure and the plane is, you know, making all sorts of crazy noises and is, you know, headed towards destruction. Uh, all of a sudden, you're faced with a decision. You can either put the mask on to your child or put your mask on yourself or you can forget to mask altogether. But of course, like they told us, you know, make sure that you put on the mask to yourself before you put on your child's mask. And so what that is basically telling me that in life in general, that we need to make sure that we ourselves are taken care of, prepared, not in a selfish way, but in really a more giving way, because how can we help others? when we are prepared to take care of ourselves, And uh, that, that's, that ought to be the mindset of really every believer that, you know, we need to make sure that's why we praise and worship. That's why we study the Bible. That's why we memorize the word of God. That's why we have a relationship with God. This is why we practice charity. You know, we don't just love is not just a word that people say or people do, you know, or people, it's not just, in other words, love is not just something people say. It's actually something that people do and that we are living in it every single day, that every day somebody in our life, whether it be stranger or friend knows that we love them, that they've had an interaction with us as a believer that says, wow, that person really cares about my well-being, whether they know me or not. That That's that's what a disciple does. That's what a believer of Jesus does. It just liberally goes in spreading the love of Jesus. And, and so in these times right now, it's really difficult, and I understand that, especially with social distancing and having to stay six feet away from everybody and all the things that you know the government's asking us to do to help 
flatten the curve, as they say. Well, how can we how can we be of any kind of help? I think the first thing that we need to do is just to calm down our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits, every single part of us and as individuals. We just need to reflect and understand that regardless of the coronavirus or not, God is still God. He is still in charge and he's still going to win. He is still winning, and he's the one who we cry out to call Abba Father, and he's the one who's going to take comfort that gives us the comfort that we need to not only take care of us, but our families, our loved ones, and then strangers in, in that order. And I think that's the whole thing is that we just need to just just calm down. I think the the Bible tells us. Well, I'm kind of kind of give me this this verse just came to my mind. So give me a second. I want to look it up. You know, uh, let me see here. There it is. Where's my Bible program? Um, hang on here. Okay, got it here. So it is Romans twelve two. You've probably heard this scripture before a hundred times. In fact, maybe I bet that you, some of your preachers this past week, maybe you, if you're watching them on Facebook Live or you're, you maybe had a streaming channel or wherever, maybe even talked about this verse because I think it's a very important scripture that we need to have in these times. It says, Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right now, the world is going crazy. Right now, the world is, and, and I understand it's very, it's it, people, it's scary. It's scary times. I mean, literally, if we were, if you weren't a hypochondriac before, you're probably one now. If you weren't a germaphobe before, you probably are one now. I mean, I've heard of people, you know, wiping down their groceries when they get home, even, or spraying their kids with Lysol. Uh, I mean, people are definitely kind of just, we're losing our minds, you know, but it's, you know, and again, you can blame whoever you want. You can blame the media, you can blame the president, you can blame... You know, uh, any you can blame the, the the doctors, you can blame the CDC, you, know, you can blame all you want for the hype. But the problem is, the reality is, is it's here, and 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 I pray that it doesn't get worse. I I, I think it will. I think that that unfortunately, as people become more desperate, so the panic will increase, which is why it's paramount that we as believers don't become partakers in that. And that's what this verse is telling us that we're not to be conformed to this world. So we're not supposed to, in this regard, act and look and behave like the world because the world has no other expectations. The world has no other understanding of comfort in dark times. The world just knows what is in front of them. But we as believers understand and know and recognize that our God is greater than the coronavirus. The God who lives in us is bigger than it. And that even if, God forbid, any of you of us listening or, or me talking, God forbid, any of us happen to acquire it, and even if we were to, worst case scenario, lose our life because of it, that doesn't change the fact that God is still God and that he's still wonderful and that he still blessed, that he still blesses us and that he still looks out for the best of us and all these different things. And we understand that because we are, we already knew when we gave our life to Jesus Christ that this world, that this life, this physical body that we have is a temporary measure. It's something that we've been given. It's a gift for us to be able to to do and with whatever time we have left on this earth to do our very best to make sure that God is glorified and that others are blessed because of our by us breathing and living and doing. So and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Renew your mind, even if you have to do it every single day. Just put your, you know, just just transform your mind. Just don't you know, maybe turn off the news for you know. I had to do that. I had to just just turn off the news, you know, and, and just and just 
really just i mean is you're not going to learn anything new i mean the only thing new you're going to learn is that the, the numbers are going up but that it's not going to change the fact yet you know until we really find a way the, the experts find a way to get a handle on this whole thing we're just sitting here a lot of us in our homes the waiting and you know by and even then let that be a time of comfort for you and your family just to get together maybe you know that a lot of people i think are experiencing things at home that they thought were lost like dinner at the table more often or taking walks with each other or playing outside or, or, you know, doing board games or puzzles or, you know, just doing activities together as a family. I mean, in a way, this thing is probably going to be into blessing in some ways, as long as we look at it that way. I mean, truly, I mean, as far as, as far as, um, the panics go, as far as world catastrophes, um, Think about it, guys. This really is one of the more mild ones. Now, I'm not saying that's not affecting people. I'm not saying that there's not a reality that six million plus people and are growing every day are losing their jobs, or that the economy is suffering. I'm saying all those things are very true. I'm not saying that all the movie theaters are closed and all the bars and restaurants are, uh, you know, significantly cut their staff. And I mean, my my own my own like I said my own family is, is even having to suffer. But you know, I think that's where the creative side of it comes in. Maybe we need to find other ways to, to take care of families and hopefully you know this will if we weren't prepared this time maybe we'll be prepared more for the next time as far as you know having you know uh, just an emergency fund or you know emergency food if we're at all possible the, the, here's the thing though at the end of the day regardless if you have any of those physical things what do you have in the spirit what is in your mind what in your heart because that's really what's going to count but what's going to count is how how am I responding to this crisis Am I doing it in a way that is causing and panic and undue stress to my family and to my friends and to the even strangers? Or am I a place of safety and of solitude and of comfort and of peace? And we can do that by just tapping into the Lord, asking him to be the one who's the author and the finisher of our faith. We transform our minds every day. We try to 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 really look at the whole situation, the whole, you know, the the ball in front of us, everything included, you know, all the things that are in front of us and say, God, you're the one in control. You're the one in charge. You're the one who takes us by your lead. And I pray that you just show me the way today to live the life of peace and harmony and comfort, even when the world seems to be falling around, falling down around me. Guys, I promise you, just keep your mind hard, keep your mind on your heart and your and your and your and your and your, and your face uplifted and keep just 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 maintain just that heart of loving God and loving others. And he will take care of us. I promise you, he will take care of us. He'll give you creative ideas to, to be able to provide for your family. He'll open up doors for you to be able to uh, walk through to, to have provisions in the time of, uh, of scarcity. I mean, he did it. He's done it for all generations. Every single generation has had their moment of destitution. And this is, happens to be ours. And again, as far as things go, if this is all we get. That I, if, this is, if this is the worst my generation gets to having to, uh, some sort of crisis, we did okay. I mean, if you think about Think back in the last two, three hundred years, some of the major, major um, the disasters and crises the world has faced, you know, between World War II, between the Great Depression, between the 1918 Spanish flu. I mean, that was that's way worse of a situation than what we're experiencing now. 
So, you know, just hang in there. God will take care of us. God will take care of you. Just keep your mind and your heart on him and your family. Take care of yourself. Prepare. Do the best you can to make sure that you are in the right place of mind to be able to be a safe, a, a source of light and comfort to those around you. And God will bless you because of it. God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.